Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone, this is Jayant Sriram and I'll be your host for today. Welcome to another interesting episode of the CII Podcast and today's topic for discussion is plastic packaging and sustainability. Plastic packaging waste has become a growing concern for governments, industry and citizens and dealing with it comprehensively will require a multi-pronged, systemic and large-scale solution with collaboration between stakeholders across the value chain. Any solution necessitates rethinking the way plastics are designed, used and disposed of and it also provides us opportunity to influence and design new delivery models such as those involving refill and reuse. We know that nations recently got together at the COP27 summit and deliberated on ways to reduce carbon emissions to ensure a cleaner, greener future for all. Many of those decisions will impact the way we design plastics in the future. Another factor that causes us to rethink about how plastics are used is the point that plastics is considered a harder to abate sector. So why is tackling plastic packaging pollution holistically the need of the hour and how will it help in mitigating the most harmful effects of climate change? When it comes to plastic pollution, are Indian businesses doing enough to curb it? How will the Treaty on Plastics Pollution, which is due to come up soon, help in these regards? Can voluntary business initiatives such as the India Plastics Pact help in uniting stakeholders to a common understanding? These are the topics we'll take up today with Dr. Anurag Priyadarshi, Chair of the Advisory Committee, India Plastics Pact, and Deputy General Manager, Community Services at the Tata Sustainability Group. Dr. Priyadarshi is the Practice Lead for CSR and Business and Human Rights at Tata Sustainability Group and is the former Director of Sustainability at Tata Consumer Products. He's a thought leader and influencer who has a rich experience of over 20 years in sustainable agriculture and sustainability across various industries such as F&B, textiles and electronics. He is a winner of the United Nations Industrial Development Organization Award for Chemical Leasing and the Tata Innovista for developing biopesticides. Thanks for making time for us today Dr. Priyadarshi and thanks for joining us on the CII podcast. Thank you so much Jayam, thanks a lot and I look forward to the discussions today. So um thank you so much for uh, making time for us. And you know as I indicated in the in, in the introduction your background indicates uh, a very full and varied experience in the world of sustainability. Um so which experience for you would you say uh, stands out most prominently? Jan that's a very difficult question to answer but uh, most of my career in sustainability is built around co-creating sustainability institutions with pre-competitive collaboration like the India Plastic Pact and and the trustee the india sustainability tea code of which i have been a founding member the rainforest alliance where i am a global director uh, i have also enjoyed working on green chemistry innovations like chemical leasing which won the unito chemical leasing uh, award in 2010 and soft pigments biopesticides that won the tata innovista in 2016 so uh, you know those are some of my really favorite things but uh, you know if i have to look back i would say these 20 years that i've worked on corporate sustainability uh, it's been a privilege working for two most respected organizations like ikea and tata and uh, i've held various roles in ikea that contributed to my learning and growth uh, as a global project manager for sustainable textiles environmental specialist chemical specialist laboratory coordinator Uh, and also i started working in ikea as a iba auditor uh, which is a social and environmental compliance assessment for suppliers my proud moment in ikea came when we were awarded the global chemical leasing award 
in 2010 by the United Nations Industrial Development Organization and the Austrian Federal Ministry of Agriculture and Environment at a ceremony in Prague uh, which unfortunately of course I could not attend now chemical leasing is a very interesting business model for sustainable chemical management which has been being promoted by the European Union and some of the specific, specifically some of the countries there it's about the efficient use of chemicals in the production process redefining the business relationships between the chemical user and the supplier uh, we did some other interesting work with chemical companies like BSF on soft pigments uh, where we were able to reduce water and electricity consumption by almost uh, 50% Uh, thereafter i joined the tata group at tata consumer products that time it was called the tata global beverages and took up the role as director of sustainability overseeing a global product range of tetley in uk and canada 8 o'clock coffee in usa tata tea and tata salt and tata sampan in india so we successfully demonstrated tata consumer as a sustainability leader in the food and beverages sector by 100% sustainable sourcing of Tetley tea through Rainforest Alliance certification the CDP climate index recognized the company in the top uh, 25% of the companies uh, globally in the FMB sector uh, several uh, pre competitive collaborations with our companies like Unilever uh, uh, and uh, Twining Taylors etc to improve the quality of the life in the value chain the supply chain of tea so uh, it's been a rather interesting journey and i mean i i think my best is yet to come i think you know that that covers a lot is also it also kind of showcases your experience i was going to ask you you know you're connected with the tata group at present but you know I, again i wanted to bring up that you had um, this oversight of sustainability at tata consumer products obviously one of india's largest fmcg companies and there's a large quantity of pack plastic packaging used in any fmcg company um so you know is i wanted to ask you is that when you sort of started looking at the question of plastics in particular and um you know i also wanted to sort of drill down into how you got interested in you know addressing the idea of plastic waste as it relates to tackling um issues of climate change so absolutely i think climate change plastic packaging they are all um, very much connected in my opinion most indian companies uh, including where i work uh, went through a similar uh, you know chain of events and catalyst which helped us in our journey which propelled us in our journey uh, since 2013 14 onwards in the last 10 years you would say firstly the democratization of waste management in india led to a mass awareness about the uh, you know adverse impact of health and environment because of solid waste so the prime minister of india launched the campaign on swachh bharat mission to promote cleanliness as a national movement and therefore you know there was a lot of focus on plastic littering it it became in some ways some sort of a villain uh, because you could see it everywhere and it was one of the key issues that was brought under the focus under the lens by citizens and civil society organizations the second thing which came out was in 2015 the plastic waste management rules it made it mandatory for corporates to work on extended producer responsibility meaning that the responsibility for environmentally sound management of product until the end of its life uh, rests with the corporates this led to a refocus on the plastic packaging within the portfolio of companies and a need to rationalize them 
This was also a steep learning curve as corporates established processes and systems for working with waste management companies to collect, segregate, store, transport and dispose the plastic waste in meeting the compliance requirements under the rules. Thirdly, there was a movement towards the federalization of waste management because different state governments adopted and implemented the waste management rules differently. You know, uh, it's a uh, waste management is a, is a state subject. So the role of the urban local body, bodies became prominent and corporates uh, like us struggled to fulfill the different uh, set of requirements by the different state regimes. And I think that's something which is uh, ongoing issue that corporates really is looking at the governments to address that if there could be a uniformity in terms of what is our uh, responsibility towards waste management in different states. Uh, finally, corporates are concerned about the pauperization of the informal waste sector and which means you know the, the informal waste sector which is the backbone of waste collection in the country. Uh, while an extended producer responsibility has funded thousands of crores, EPR has funded thousands of crores of rupees in waste management uh, across the value chain. However, we do not see any significant increase in the or significant improvement in the lives of the rat pickers the informal sector unless transparency and accountability is established in the distribution of value across the value chain uh, across the waste value chain circular economy of plastic will be an unfinished task so for us it's important to be inclusive when we are talking about waste management and as we look into the future we're looking at digitalization and innovation these are the change drivers the sector desperately seeks new ideas new materials that are good for people they are good for the environment also and in the end, behavioral changes, changes towards circularity will spur growth, reduce cost, build resilience and help in protecting the planet. So I think that's sort of the journey that uh, most companies undertook as we uh, sort of moved across the, um, um, you know, the oversight of sustainability and uh, plastic packaging in the last 10 years or so. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for that. I think you uh, packed in uh, a lot with that answer, which is, you know, you, you spoke about the you spoke about behavior change. Uh, you spoke about the fact that there's regulations at various levels of government and perhaps there's a need to kind of standardize um, those regulations in order also for, for companies to better comply. Um, you know, so just sort of building on that, um, do you feel that there's reason for optimism in the context of this in this environment challenge, which is uh, plastic pollution? Do you think uh, businesses in India and globally uh, taking sufficient action. Perhaps we can start with India first and then we can sort of take a, get a global picture from you. So, yes, I mean, I am very optimistic about this. And globally, there's a lot of awareness and work being carried out related to environment and sustainability in general. There are a large number of initiatives on plastic at different points in the value chain by WWF, by CII, by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, the United Nations and several industry bodies. NGOs, civil society organizations are deeply engaged. Perhaps one can never be satisfied by the breadth and depth of work considering the extent of plastic use and pollution and littering. However, it is certainly not an ignored issue and overall I do feel optimistic that a change will uh, happen. Widespread awareness and behavioral changes must be brought about, both of which are challenging and will take time. I mean, this is, uh, you know, Jan, both for it, it applies both for India and globally because we operate in some of the global geographies as well. 
this is not to discount the huge role that business must play in doing their bit at all points on the value chain, both for plastic products and plastic packaging. I'm personally glad to see the government of India's regulation on extended producer responsibility coming through. The targets are ambitious and one could always argue that the supporting ecosystem does not exist as on date. However, I do see that a clear message has come across uh, from the government that this could serve as the driver of change. Many times, you know, regulations do help in changing things. Initiatives such as the India Plastics Pact, which is a very important, uh, uh, you know, milestone, the first plastic pact in Asia uh, and definitely its members are committed to the uh, to the targets within the pact. I think this will be a key a driver for change uh, in uh, circularity of plastics in India. Yeah, thank you so much for that answer, sir. And just to build on a point that I had mentioned in the, in the introduction, you uh, spoke in your last answer about the plastics pact, but I also wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on the treaty on plastics pollution that's due to come out soon? So yes, the treaty on plastics, uh, which is due to come out soon, it's indeed heartening that we are negotiating for a United Nations treaty on plastic pollution. This is a key moment in the effort to eliminate plastic waste and pollution on a global scale. The mandate agreed by the United Nations member state opens the door for a legally binding treaty that deals with the root causes of plastic pollution, not just the symptoms. Critically, this includes measures considering the entire life cycle of plastics from its production to product design to waste management, enabling opportunities to design out waste before it's created as part of the thriving circular economy. I'm quite hopeful that in 2024, when the Global Treaty on Plastic Pollution is formulated, the global community would be able to work under its framework. For countries such as India, it's vital to include and ensure that the concerns of the informal waste sector, which I was talking about earlier, these are addressed. We cannot manage without their help and without making them part of any uh, systemic changes in waste management. There's a lot of learning from the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change deliberations which can be built into the plastic treaty. For instance, at the recently concluded COP27 in Egypt, developed countries agreed for the need to compensate for the losses and damages caused due to the impact of climate change. It would be wise, it would be absolutely proper to propose a similar mechanism under the plastic street. Project funding for new and improved technology for recycling, research and development and sustainable packaging should be built as part of the treaty. So that's my wish list. That's the wish list of many other corporates that when this treaty is being negotiated, these are some things that we'd like to see in the treaty. Yeah, thank you. Those are great points to consider from a global perspective. I wanted to circle back again now to the India Plastics Pact, of whose advisory committee you are chairman. And I wanted to get a sense of where you see the greatest challenges going ahead. Um, are they are they easily negotiable? Are they, uh, do you foresee uh, a hard road ahead uh, in terms of addressing those challenges? I think the India Plastic Pact is a unique, collaborative, pre-competitive initiative bringing together partners across the plastic value chain in India. It has been uh, in the making for a couple of years and we are proud to be and privileged to be part of this. Uh, as chairperson of the advisory committee, uh, we've seen our members, we've ensured that our members get full participation in all the decisions that we take. All the key issues are discussed threadbare. I mean, uh, it's a consensual approach because we know that 
you know one company or a set of companies cannot solve this challenge we need to be all of us aligned across the value chain initiative has gained a lot of traction in the short span of time it's been less about a year that uh, it was launched uh, and the conceptualization of the solution and the pacts governance framework i think the governance framework is is very very inclusive uh, and sound for the task it's very uh, have membership across the value chain this is supported by the data backed Uh, evidence-based reports that the secretariat has been publishing and planned to launch over the course of the initiatives. So we get a lot of funding also coming up from the UKRI. CII is uh, hosting it as a secretariat. WWF is supporting it with resources. Um, so and and Rap UK, I think, because they have this experience across various other plastic packs in the world, so they are able to. They, you know, they are so, sometimes like a guru to us. and they already know what we should be doing as next steps so such work helps stakeholders across the value chain beat brands recyclers or converters or even governments to base decisions on proper information in the indian context however as with any initiative the final implementation and execution is in the hands of the uh, corporates and brands in the post consumer part of the value chain Although the India Plastic Pact targets are in line with the government's uh, EPR regulation, I I do foresee challenges with the availability of infrastructure, with on-ground changes within the organization, because that is the aspect that takes the most amount of time to address, and perhaps some of the areas that will emerge as we advance towards the target year 2030. Challenges and opportunities obviously go hand in hand, and I look forward to strong collaborations in finding new and improved ways. of sustainable packaging what gives me hope is the strength of the collaborative action groups um, every target has a collaborative action group which are the f- focus of discussion among all stakeholders in the value chain these are developing well and offer the platform for collaborative action these are unique to the pact that they get everyone across the value chain on the same table to discuss the same problem and to develop solutions that might work in the indian context we also looking always at techno commercial feasibility i think that's absolutely critical for us and therefore for me it's always important that we extend the value chain we extend the membership of the india plastic pact so we invite all like minded businesses to join and work collaboratively with the india plastic Right, sir. And if I could just ask you to expand on one of the points you mentioned there, you had mentioned the uh, techno-commercial challenge when it comes to implementing the India Plastics Pact. Uh, so, just from your last answer there, could I ask you to expand on that a little bit and explain to our listeners um, what what that term means? Well, when we are talking about techno-commercial challenges, we are talking about technical part. So, for example, you are looking at a hundred percent recyclable packaging by twenty thirty. That's one of the target commitments. no the challenge with that is the technical alternative to the packaging especially for laminates uh, that currently does exist but because everybody is going to buy the same sort of a material which is recyclable there's going to be a cost increase and therefore that becomes a techno commercial uh, challenge we know that capacities will be built over time because uh, there is currently more demand but over a period of time more capacities will be built and we will be able to get recyclable packaging for our products uh, but that that is one example of a techno commercial challenge 
the other one is in terms of recycled pet and its uh, and using it back into our uh, products uh, we have a working group we have a project uh, which cii is driving and we are coming out with a report very soon which will tell us the uh, possibility of using our pet into our products into into our packaging and uh, whether uh, there are we are forcing any challenges around that Thank you sir and you know as we are kind of rounding up this discussion for today I wanted to get a, an overall perspective from you what do you think lies ahead in the world of plastics consumption for packaging and how importantly do you rate behavioral change you know that's an aspect that you brought up in many answers in our conversation so far and uh, mass communication campaigns and awareness campaigns as we look to navigate the challenges associated with plastics pollution ahead So Jayant I think you know uh, mass awareness campaigns are rated very highly because they are a key driver for behavioral changes I mentioned earlier that the biggest hurdle is in our attitude it's in our minds so no matter who we are and what we see but uh, you know uh, we know that wherever successful models have existed they are hinged on behavioral change and s- similar thing applies to plastics and recyclable pa- plastics and sustainable packaging uh, solutions we can see that awareness campaigns such as the swachh bharat abhiyan are able to create an impact we also know that india is a large country and progress depends a lot on regional and local customizations we need strong consistent clear messaging via campaigns which bring about behavioral change among people i mean some of the very basic things uh, you know which is uh, that waste must be segregated dry waste wet waste etc it's not very difficult but you know i think for people who haven't done it all their life it's probably difficult to begin with uh, once you start doing it you know it's it's it becomes so much more easier uh, secondly of course is littering should be tackled right from the beginning i think every citizen and especially our little citizens our young uh, children i think for them this education should begin right in their school and in their homes so these are not new aspects but once that should begin right away and they should we should continue with them i see that businesses have begun to look at solutions already some away from plastic packaging and some away from individual packaging in the direction of refill and reuse models progress on the latter is slow and again involves habit changing consumer campaigns can also help encourage and motivate brands to focus and look at uh, more uh, options on sustainable packaging finally let me conclude with this thought according to the united nations environmental program if 1 billion people out of the global population of 8 billion adopt environmental friendly behavior in their daily lives global carbon emissions could drop by approximately 20% so in this context you know the uh, the concept of lifestyle for the environment introduced by prime minister narendra modi at cop 26 uh, in glasgow in 2021 calling upon the global community of individuals and institutions to drive life as an international mass movement towards mindful and deliberate utilization instead of mindless and destructive consumption to protect and preserve the environment i think i would leave uh, leave our uh, listeners with that final message thank you so much thank you so much for making time for us today on the cii podcast thank you for listening to cii podcasts 